Uh, good morning, everyone. I'd like to call to order the Marin County Transit District Board of Directors meeting of Monday, December 5th, 2022. If I could ask our board clerk to take the role and read how people can participate electronically. Good morning, members of the board. I will now call roll. President Bolton Peters. Here. Vice President Rice. Here. Second Vice President Lucan. Here. Director Arnold. Director Arnold. Director Colin. Present, and I'm gonna keep my camera off. I'm having an allergic reaction in my eye and I feel fine, but it's a, not a good look, but I am here. Thank you. Director Connolly. Director Rodoni. Present. Director Colbert. Thank you, we have a quorum. I will now give instructions on how to provide public comment. We are accepting public comments over the telephone, through our online form, and through email. Our public comment form is available on our website at marintransit.org forward slash meetings. We are also accepting comments at the following email address, info at marintransit.org. Please note, all comments received will become part of the meeting's written record. If you are participating by telephone and wish to provide public comment, please press star nine when the public comment period is opened by the board president. After pressing star nine, please wait until you are notified that you have been unmuted. After which you'll be given a specific amount of time to speak by the board president. Thank you. Great, thank you. Uh, we'll move right now to open time for public expression. And if I could ask for help uh, to identify people Certainly. in the public. Yes. Just let anybody listening in, if they'd like to make a comment during open time, do you raise their hand in the Zoom meeting? There's no one at this time. Okay, very good. Uh, we'll close the public comment. We'll go to Board of Directors matters. Are there, is there anyone on the board who'd like to comment or share some information? If so, if you could just raise your hand or wave me down. Okay, I'm not seeing anyone, so I will go ahead and do that. I wanna take a moment now as board chair to acknowledge uh, three of our board members who will be stepping off the board after this meeting. Uh, and they are uh, Director Judy Arnold, Director Damon Connolly and Director Kate Collins. And uh, the staff uh, has been kind enough uh, working with me to put together resolutions of commendation for all three of them, thanking them for their service over a number of years. So I'm gonna read uh, Supervisor Arnold now. Let me see, is, is Supervisor Arnold with us yet or has she not yet arrived? No, I'm here. Oh, there you are. Hi, Judy, <laughs> outstanding, good. Well, then I'm gonna read you your, your resolution commending Director Judy Arnold for meritorious and exemplary service, which I am very pleased to do. Whereas Marin Transit was formed as the Marin County Transit District in 1964 by a vote of the people and given responsibility for providing local transit service, and whereas Marin County District 5 Supervisor Arnold has ably acted as one of the longest standing directors of the district serving 16 years beginning in 2007. 
whereas Director Arnold has been a strong advocate for transit riders and for people who need Marin Transit service most, whereas Director Arnold robustly supported the Redwood and Grant bus stop improvement project that turned out so beautifully, <laughs> whereas Director Arnold advocated for Marin Transit to own a maintenance and operations facility a vision that was realized in part with the establishment of its first ever paratransit facility in San Rafael. And whereas Director Arnold championed continuous collaboration, facilitating communication and connections with partner agencies, policymakers, and stakeholders. Whereas Director Arnold provided a deep understanding of the historical context of the issues Marin Transit faced and thereby enriched the board's decision making. And whereas Director Arnold's creative, thoughtful, and visionary leadership has immeasurably contributed to improving the quality of life for all Marin residents. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Board of Directors of Marin Transit commend Director Judy Arnold for her outstanding dedication, service, and commitment as a director of Marin Transit. Thank you, Judy. Round of applause. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. You've just you've been marvelous as a director on the board. Thank you for all your contributions. We couldn't have done this without you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna read now uh, for our other two, I'll go right to Director Kate Collin, who has also served us so capably over these years. And um, so let me just jump right in. We'll skip the formation in 1964 because we all know that. We'll move right now to whereas San Rafael Mayor Kate Collin has ably acted as director of the district since her appointment by the Marin County Council of Mayors and Council Members, serving six years beginning in 2017. And whereas Director Collin helped, staff develop, uh, helped our staff develop the district's first marketing plan in her first term on the board, Whereas Director Collin robustly supported the use of ridership data and rider feedback to improve outreach to communities served by the district. And whereas Director Collin ably served on the Marin Transit Board Ad Hoc Facility Siting Committee, offering valuable insights into potential facility locations and ultimately assisting to secure a site for the paratransit operations in San Rafael. Whereas Director Collins' focus on racial justice helped improve Marin Transit's equity statement and policies to serve the diverse communities in Marin. And whereas Director Collins guided Marin Transit through a detailed budget workshop in 2021 to set a clear financial direction for the agency during the height of the pandemic. And whereas Director Collins' creative, thoughtful, and visionary leadership has immeasurably contributed to improving the quality of life for all Marin residents. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Board of Directors of Marin Transit commend Director Collins for her outstanding dedication, service, and commitment as a director of Marin Transit. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Chair Moulton Peters. And seriously, I'd turn my camera on, but you guys would be horrified. Um, <laughs> that Thank you. It has been such an honor to serve on Marin Transit, and I'm I'm 
sad to be leaving and I'm excited for Mary Beth Bushy, who's on the San Rafael City Council, who will succeed me in this position. And San Rafael is truly indebted to all the great work that Marin Transit does and appreciate the co collaboration over the years. So thank you for letting me have the honor of serving on the board and I look forward to uh, seeing your great work from afar in the years ahead. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Kate. We know you're not going far away. We know where to find you, so. <laughs> And the last one is for uh, Director Connolly, who I think is being sworn in today or tomorrow, so he's not here to join us. Uh, but let me excerpt a few points uh, from his resolution to remind the board of his contributions to this agency. Uh, Director Connolly has been a strong advocate for expanding access to meet the transportation needs of all Marin County residents, including bus, rail, bike, and pedestrian access and safety improvements. Director Connolly has offered valuable insights and queries on how best to serve the school transportation needs. And Director Connolly has lived one month a year car-free testing all forms of public transit to fully understand how transit performs in Marin and beyond. Director Connolly is committed to a rider-focused, connected, and seamless public transit system and Director Connolly has ably voiced the concerns and interests of Marin Transit District and Marin County residents as Marin's representative on the Metropolitan Transportation Commission. So we appreciate Director Connolly for his many contributions and uh, we'll miss him and wish him well on his next assignment. Round of applause. <laughs> okay, thank you to all of our wonderful directors for all your service. Thank you. With that, I will happily now turn to the general manager's report. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, President Moulton Peters and directors. Thank you so much. And um, as you can see, we've assembled all of our staff here. We all wanted to be here to thank all three of our outgoing. Um, <laughs> and if I can, I'll just say a couple words on behalf of our staff and uh, for each of you and, and some of the particular things that, that I'd like to highlight. Um, for Director Arnold, um, we so appreciated your support for the Redwood and Grant project, and in particular, your assistance in navigating our way through that sometimes choppy uh, waters as that pro project was, uh, was approved. And so uh, best wishes to you in your retirement. Thank you so much for all you've done for us. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. And then uh, for Director Colin, thank you for particip your participation on the Ad Hoc Facility Siting Committee and um, helping us site a facility in San Rafael. Uh, we know that <clears throat> your direct participation uh, on the board will be missed, but um, I, I hope you're not observing from too far afar because we uh, hope to see you as we continue to collaborate with San Rafael and particularly on the San Rafael Transit Center as we um, move our services forward. <clears throat> Excuse me. So thank you very much for your participation. Uh, keep calling. Thank you, Nancy. And thank you, staff. I, it's the best staff of any, well, except for the city of San Rafael. So <laughs> you guys are right up there. You're both tied for first. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. And then lastly, um, in, in his absence, though, we appreciate that Director Connolly rode our transit services uh, <laughs> did, uh, with his one one uh, year, one month a year car free. And, and more importantly, that he provided feedback on how we were doing. So we always appreciate feedback from everyone. And, and that was particularly uh, appreciated. And we look forward to working with uh, uh, Director Connolly as he 
begins to represent us in the state assembly. So thank you, Director Connolly, in, in his absence. All right. So and thank you, staff, for, for putting up your little thank yous. <laughs> All right. So with that, I'm going to move on then to um, uh, the rest of my report. And before I share my screen, I wanted to introduce uh, the newest member of our staff, and that's Kathleen Sullivan. Kathleen, if you could just wave so people can see where you are on the screen. And um, <clears throat> so Kathleen comes to us from the Alameda County Transportation Commission, she, where she was the director of planning. And um, prior to that, she worked for 10 years with Nelson Nygaard Consulting Associates. I know many board members know Nelson Nygaard. And Kathleen has had a, a lot of experience, and I'll just touch on a few of the things that she's done that I think are particularly relevant to her taking on the R director planning position. She's done planning for national parks uh, service and community shuttles. She's done paratransit service coordination. Uh, she most recently in Alameda has been responsible for multimodal corridor planning efforts, particularly focused on uh, delivering transit priority improvements to high ridership uh, transit routes. So we're looking forward to that in, in our county as, as well. Uh, Kathleen has a master's of city planning and, and uh, with a focus on land use and transportation uh, from UC Berkeley. And she has a Bachelor of Arts in Anthropology and Spanish from Amherst College. And she was a Fulbright Scholar uh, in Spain. And so Kathleen is, is a um, Spanish speaker. So we are very excited to welcome Kathleen to our staff and you'll get to hear more from Kathleen later uh, on our short range transit plan presentation. So with that, I am gonna uh, take a moment here to share my screen. Give me one second and I will do that. And can you all see my screen properly? Okay, great. So we um, just a couple of things to update you on. And one is on the San Rafael Transit Center relocation project. And as I reported to you last week, we, um, or last month, excuse me, we have seen the final environmental impact report, which was just released in October. And we, that, that's a major milestone, as you know. We have sent a comment letter. It wasn't required, but we did send a comment letter that does indicate that we support the preferred alternative, which is um, called the Move Whistle Stop Alternative. And um, we have support and asked for Golden Gate to quickly advance the project into development and final design. And we, you know, this is such an important project for us. We felt that. Uh, getting there as soon as we could would be uh, so important, and that that design should carefully consider the bus uh, interface with bikes and pedestrians, and we've noted a couple of places where we want them to specifically focus on, on that in terms of the design. We also uh, wanted to just highlight that the platform assignments and accommodations for driver brakes and relief vehicles should also be carefully considered in, in that final design. Um, there isn't necessarily a process laid out for uh, the final design and how we might be participating. So we really wanna make sure that our role is, is well-defined as we move forward. So we also ask for that. So the next step for the, the project is that the final uh, environmental impact report will be considered by the Golden Gate Board uh, later this month, uh, the 15th, I believe it goes to their transportation committee and on the 16th, it'll go to the final board. 
And then we've asked the consultant to Golden Gate, uh, Kimley Horn, to make a presentation to our board to give you an update on where we are with the project uh, at your next meeting on January 9th. We have uh, partnered with TAM uh, to submit a joint application. Whoops, sorry. There we go. Um, a joint application for the part-time transit lanes project. It's a $1.1 million grant request uh, for project development under MTC's Transit Performance Initiative Program. This is actually the second uh, partnering we've done with TAM on this project for a grant. Uh, we we uh, hope that we're gonna be successful on this one. This project, uh, part-time transit lanes, is also sometimes called bus on shoulder, but it is to improve bus travel times between Nevada and San Rafael, which uh, could have some significant travel time savings for, for our buses. So it seems to be a perfectly appropriate uh, place for us to partner with, with TAM. We think there'll be about $20 million available within the Bay Area region and um, we expect the awards to be made in, in January. So we'll let you know how, how that turns out. Now turning to ridership, and we do have a ridership report in your packet. Um, this one is a slide that we've been showing that compares <clears throat> our percentage of pre-COVID ridership uh, to the other transit agencies in the Bay Area. And in September, we once again were the, we have recovered the, the greatest percentage of pre-COVID ridership as of September. When we compare September of 2019 to September of 2022, we're at 83% there in that dark blue bar. And you can see all of the other operators uh, around us, but um, uh, Samtrans is at 78%. It's just looking at kind of the high, high percentage attainers and, and SMART is at 78%. So, uh, quite, a, quite a good recovery from some of the other operators as time has gone by, but we have kind of maintained that lead, if you will. Similarly, um, we continue to have pretty good monthly ridership for September. We're showing here that we were at about 240,000 passengers for the month of September of 2022, making us the seventh uh, greatest uh, ridership in, in the Bay Area. And you'll note that we're kind of between where Caltrain is and Golden Gate. So we are quite ahead of, of all of the small operators and even ahead of Golden Gate, the, the large operator. Mm -hmm. And then just again, the specifics on our September ridership are in your packet. This is a chart that's in there that um, we, where we compare our, our fixed route ridership. So the red line is the current fiscal year passengers. And uh, for the month of September on our fixed route services, we had about 247,000 passengers and we compare that to the gray line, which was the previous fiscal year. So that's not pre-COVID, but just the previous fiscal year where we were at about 194,000. Um, this is an increase of 28% over the previous year. And um, it's about 15% below where we were in pre-COVID ridership. And then similarly, looking at just our demand response ridership. So our paratransit services catch a ride and our, our volunteer uh, driver programs. And there we saw um, our, our ridership is about 6,384 for the month of September. And it did uh, decrease a little bit from the September of the last year uh, by 3.4% specifically. So 
Um, and we're at about 55% of uh, where we were from uh, September of 2019, in other words, pre-COVID. So that uh, completes my report, and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, are there any questions from the board? I'm not seeing any hands go up. I'll open to public comment. Is there any comment or question from the members of the public? Give our listener a chance to raise their hand. Should they have a comment or question? I'm going to say there's no one at this time. Okay, very good. All right, thank you. Then we'll move on now to the consent calendar. These are routine items and contracts approved in the budget. Is there anyone on the board who would like to pull anything off consent or anyone in the public? I'll move consent. Thank you. We have a motion. Is there a second? Second. Thank you. Uh, roll call, please. President Moulton Peters, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Rice? Yes. Second Vice President Lucan? Yes. Director Arnold? Aye. Director Collin? Aye. Director Rodoni? Aye. Thank you. That matter carries. Thank you, everyone. We'll move now to item number five, the Marin Transit Fiscal Year 23-28 Short Range Transit Plan. Good morning again. And um, I'll just do a quick introduction and to set the context for the short range transit plan and then Kathleen Sullivan is going to do the presentation with uh, some slides. So just to, to um, give you a bit of background on this particular short range transit plan, in the past, as uh, many of you know, we have uh, a very full short range transit plan that at Marine Transit we use on a regular basis. It is the document that provides the service plan and financial plan, including a capital plan for the 10-year horizon. And uh, in the past, this document includes uh, quite a lot of detail and text on the service plan, as well as the financial plan. Uh, this time, um, that, well, and, and this, the short-range transit plan is guided by direction from uh, the Metropolitan Transportation Commission, MTC as well as TAM. And uh, TAM specifically, in fact, in the expenditure plan, calls out that we will provide uh, a short-range transit plan every two years. And there are certain goals set within the uh, expenditure plan that we uh, uh, try to achieve within the short-range transit plan. So in the past, you've seen a much uh, different document than you're, being, you're seeing today because MTC has asked us to approach this differently primarily because of the pandemic. And so what you're gonna to hear today is about uh, a mini short range transit plan, which is a, a different, very shortened and abbreviated uh, short range transit plan that really focuses on scenarios that MTC set out for us to, to explore um, that are based on revenue uh, scenarios primarily. So uh, we, we took the revenue scenarios and then looked at what kind of service could be provided and as you'll hear today, we actually added a something we think is slightly more realistic. So I just wanted you to know that this is really quite a different uh, short range transit plan than has been um, presented to you in the, in the past. And 
um, I thought it was important because Kathleen has never presented a short range transit plan to before. So um, <laughs> provide that background. So Kathleen, uh, we'll take it away here and you can go ahead and share your screen when you're ready. Yeah. Hi all, um, Kathleen Sullivan, Director of Planning. I'm just gonna pull my PowerPoint up. Is that visible? Yes. Great. Um, so as Nancy mentioned, this is, a, this is a slightly different exercise than what we have done in the past. Um, the, so the short range transit plan must be updated every two years to satisfy requirements, as she mentioned, of both measure AA and the MTC requirement in order to remain eligible for federal funding. So Marin Transit's last SRTP was adopted in February, 2020. This update is a mini SRTP and follows a much more narrow scope that was developed by MTC to focus on financial and service planning within a five-year period. Um, MTC actually released quite prescriptive guidance on how to do this mini SRTP update, including describing our service changes during the pandemic and then specific financial and service planning scenarios for the future. We do plan to do another full SRTP that will look uh, a lot more like what the 2020 <laughs> SRTP looked like. Um, and provide more of a um, useful framework for service and capital planning looking forward into a 10-year future. This also is only a five-year look ahead, just to, to flag that. So <clears throat> MTC, as I mentioned, defined three fiscally constrained scenarios. They're shown here on the second part of the slide as scenarios one, two, and three. Scenario one, revenue drops to pre-COVID levels. Um, two is very similar to number one, but fair revenue drops even further to 80% of pre-COVID levels. And scenario three, revenue drops across the board to 85% of pre-COVID levels. So they ask operators to do high level service planning to determine what we would do in response to these revenue scenarios if they came to, came to be. Um, these scenarios were common to all Bay Area operators and really were tailored to assess impacts being experienced by more fair dependent agencies like Golden Gate, Caltrain, and BART. Um, so these scenarios are not particularly pertinent to where Marin Transit currently finds ourselves, but are more uh, relevant for agencies that are, have experienced much more dramatic fair, uh, fair drops and therefore revenue drops. Um, because staff recognized that the projected revenues in all three scenarios were much lower than our current and projected revenues, we prepared scenario zero at the top, you'll see, to illustrate what staff realistically expect the next five years to look like for Marin Transit. Uh, this is really grounded in our um, budget and financial model as of June 30th, 2020. So here you'll see an illustration of the scenarios. Um, you can see the divergence basically starting next or the current, from the current fiscal year, which is budgeted, between now and next FY 2024, you see a significant divergence of the three MTC scenarios from the top green line, which is Marin Transit scenario zero. Um, this shows us losing between 20% and a third of our revenues between now and next year. So that would, some very dramatic event that is currently unforeseen would have to happen for, this, for this, these scenarios to come to fruition. Um, we also have reserves that we could use to smooth the transition, which means the scenarios shown here are simply not, not realistic for Marin Transit, what we would realistically see um, happening in the next several years. Here you'll see those same lines of the uh, various scenarios 
paired with what type of service reduction would be required if these revenue scenarios came to be. So with scenario zero, that does illustrate with current revenue projections, Marin Transit can continue to operate at current service levels and accommodate expected increases in paratransit demand. Um, we assumed our fixed route ridership would return to pre-COVID levels by 2024. In scenarios one and two, we project a, a 45% reduction in fixed route service would be required. Um, and then in scenario three, a 60% reduction in fixed route service. You'll see scenarios one and two are very similar just because fair revenue is not a huge portion of our, um, of our revenue, which is why the additional reduction in fair revenue doesn't make those lines diverge very much. In all four scenarios, Marin Transit assumed that Marin access ridership and costs would continue to rise towards pre-COVID levels by about FY 2025, reaching pre-COVID levels. So in summary, um, as we presented in the annual budget, we our near-term financial picture is stable and we do not anticipate any major service cuts. The service cut scenarios were just shown here to fulfill requirements laid out by MTC. We do want to acknowledge that there are uncertainties on the cost side um, with future labor costs, fuel costs, and capital costs resulting from the pandemic and the re recent economic downturn. There are also operational challenges and costs associated with not having our own facility, as Nancy has um, talked to you about extensively. And in the next year, our service contracts uh, covering 60% of our fixed route service will end. So we do have some transitions in the future um, on our fixed route side. All these uncertainties could impact service, um, but we have also built in contingencies into our budgeting. So it's still unlikely to be anything close to as drastic as the scenarios that MTC laid out. We will, of course, continue to keep you abreast of financials and any service changes and plan to return in 2024 with a full 10-year updated SRTP. So I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Um, you do have an action before you today. This, your adoption today will indicate acceptance of Marin Transit's goals and targets. So with that, I will keep stop sharing my screen so we can see one another. But happy to bring up the slides again if anyone has any questions. Thanks, Kathleen. Great report. I'm going to go right to our colleague, Director Rice, with the festive holiday lights above her. <laughs> Hi, Katie. Hi there. Let's see. Uh, and you, too, can have festive holiday lights <laughs> if you just look down into your accessories uh, in Zoom. Um, question. And Kathleen, I guess this is why you chose to join Marin Transit. 100% for the SRTP. <laughs> um, um, thank you for the report. I have a question. Um, will and will will the financials of the other transit districts or transit providers have potentially affect Marin Transit? So I'll I'll start on that one, and I think I, I also just wanted to acknowledge that. Um, Lauren Gradia actually did a lot of this work before Kathleen got here. So that's um, just to, to turn to Lauren as well to help answer this question. But, you know, this, it's interesting that MTC asked us to do this uh, at this point in time. And part of it was because I'm sure you've heard about the fiscal cliff that so many transit agencies are facing. And so that's part of what this exercise was to do was to define that. And then to your point about what might happen with the you know, funding and, and that sort of thing. There is an effort right now uh, to help operators avoid the fiscal cliff. And it's specifically something that MTC is working on uh, with other 
agencies throughout the state on a statewide basis to look at some funding from the state to help those agencies who are facing the fiscal cliff. Um, part of our role in, in this uh, process with all the other operators is to try to make sure that our revenues are, are maintained, those particularly those that are uh, governed by MTC. So, so we are we are mindful that there are our efforts out there, but certainly, you know, we don't want to have our revenue sources kind of uh, taken away and uh, put toward some of the other operations. So uh, that, that's pretty much what I, I can think of right now. But Lauren, I just wanted to make sure that you could also jump in here with any additions. Yeah, the only thing I would add is that there the state revenues, so STA and TDA, so State Transit um, Development Act and um, Transportation Development Act funds, those are have different sharing fee formulas um, throughout the state based on either revenue or population. And so those and then are split at the county level. So there's some uncertainty around those, but um, and they do make up a significant amount of our operations revenue. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm also thinking about the larger labor market and things like I'm, yeah, I can, I can see, I can see um, the broader ecosystem and what's happening with other agencies, either po having potentially positive or, or negative and or a combination of impacts on, on marine transit. But anyway, thank you for that. Any further questions from the board? Okay, seeing none, we'll open to public comment on this. Holly? Okay, once again, I'll give everyone listening in a chance to raise their hand in the Zoom meeting. I think we do not have anyone interested in commenting at this time. Okay, thank you. We'll close that and thank Kathleen again for a great report and Lauren, of course. And uh, I would accept a motion to adopt the plan. A motion a second. Will someone make that? I'll move adoption of the short range range transit plan. Thank second. You. Okay, motion by Rice, second by Radoni. Uh, roll call, please. President Moulton Peters, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Rice? Yes. Second Vice President Lucan? Yes. Director Arnold? Aye. Director Colin? Aye. Director Rodoni? Aye. Thank you. That matter carries. Great. Moving now to item number six, the Marin Transit Comprehensive Financial Report for financial year 21-22. And Nancy, I'll turn it back over to you to tee it up. Yes. Um, we'll have Karina Salmon present on this item. It's just, it is the annual audit, um, our annual financial audit. So Karina, if you're ready, take it away. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Karina Sawin, Senior Accounting Analyst at Marin Transit. I'm pleased to present the fiscal year 2022 Marin Transit Annual Comprehensive Financial Report, which is item six in your packet today. Um, I would first like to thank the Marin Transit Finance Department for the great work done throughout the year, which has resulted in another smooth audit process. Today's report also includes our federal single audit, which is required by the federal government when expenditures of federal awards exceeds $500,000 in one year. This report meets those needs, and we also hope meets the needs of our writers and your board in presenting our finances in a standardized and transparent way. 
This was the fifth year Brown Armstrong Accountancy Corporation has completed the audit of Marin Transit's financial statements, which was the last year of their contract. Our principal auditor, Ryan Nelson, presented to the ad hoc uh, audit ad hoc committee on November 14th, where we were happy to report um, another clean or unmodified opinion, which means that they found no material deficiencies or weaknesses. Marin Transit ended the fiscal year in a strong financial position with a fully funded reserve equal to six months of operating expenses. Marin Transit also ended the fiscal year, the fiscal year with a net position of $81.9 million. There was also an increase in capital assets in fiscal year 2022 with the purchase of a paratransit maintenance facility in San Rafael as well as the purchase of four 40-foot electric buses. Um, so with that, that concludes what I have to report out today, and I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. Thank you, Karina. Thank Great you. report. Good to get those uh, good marks. Uh, any uh, questions from the board? I'm not seeing any. We'll go to public comment. Remind our listeners once again that they can raise their hand in the Zoom meeting if they wish to comment on this item. Nobody at this time. Okay, thank you. So with that, uh, the action at this point is to accept the report. Is there a maker of that, that motion? I'd be happy to make the motion and as a member of the subcommittee, um, just report out because we got we got all the details, but um once again, um, uh, the both the the Brown Armstrong um, and they do they they go through a very they have a protocol around changing staff and trying to and keeping fresh eyes on things, but um, just really high marks for um, how our um, how Marin Transit staff manages and reports and um, presents all its financials, and so um, really they're. They're they're we're one of their we're one of their best clients I think in terms of overall performance. So anyway, good job, staff. All right. All right. Thank you. I'll second that motion. Thank you. Uh, motion by Rice, second by Lucan. Roll call, please. President Moulton Peters, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Rice. Yes. Second, Vice President Lucan. Yes. Director Arnold. Aye. Director Collin. Aye. Director Rodoni. Aye. Thank you. That matter carries. Thank you. Thanks very much. Okay. Our last item, number seven, revised Marin County Transit District Safety Plan. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, Kyle French will be uh, our operations manager, will be presenting this item, and I believe he's going to share his screen. All right. Good morning, everyone. Hopefully that's coming through okay. Okay, great. Uh, well, good morning. Thank you for giving me the time to go over some of the updates to our transit safety plan. Um, we've had some pretty good momentum this meeting, so I'll do my best to dive right in and keep that going. All right, so to start off, I want to shed a little bit of light on the safety plan approved by your board in 2020 and highlight some of the key responsibilities that plan gave us with our operating contractors. 
Um, first off, the Marine Transit Safety Plan set a precedent for the collection of all contractor operation safety plans for distribution to the FTA and to MTC. Uh, previously, the only operational contractor that had any reporting responsibilities to the FDA was Golden Gate Transit as they operated standalone service in addition to service for the district. Uh, now, however, all of the safety plans as they relate to the entirety of Marin Transit services are submitted on an annual basis. The safety plan also identified key personnel within each of our partner organizations and directly outlined how that position works with our safety plan, both in the practices of identifying and mitigating potential safety issues and their response to exi existing safety issues. Uh, in 2020 and 2021, these plans were transmitted to the FTA with minimal changes, and we intend to do so the same with this year and our updated safety plan uh, to show that we remain in federal compliance. Now, one thing I want to highlight here is that safety has always been the most important focus for the district. The creation of our original safety plan in 2020 was not us playing catch up. Uh, rather, it was just an opportunity for us to put pen to paper and show how we keep safety as our top priority through things like the creation of our rolling safety goals. Uh, we set these goals each year and project out our goals on a rolling three-year period. With our latest plan update, we have a goal of three or fewer safety incidents per fiscal year, which we aim to shrink to roughly two or fewer events over the next three years as our goals continue to progress. Additionally, with this most recent update, we're able to highlight the work that key staff we've identified within Marin Transit and each of our operators do. Uh, now, Marin Transit already had a solid safety plan in place, and it's important to remember that the updates we're bringing to you today for approval were not brought out due to an incident in our services or a lapse in our plan somewhere. Um, rather, like most big changes over the past three years, this update is all based on new legislation. Uh, in November of last year, the Biden administration signed into law HR 3684, also known as the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, the IIJA, but more commonly known as the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill. Um, while this bill was primarily built and designed for highway safety programs and construction updates, sections of the bill also outlined new requirements for public transit operations in urbanized areas. Um, these requirements are all reflected throughout the plan, but there are four updates I wanted to be sure everyone was aware of. Uh, first is the creation of an agency-wide safety committee. Second, the introduction of additional training and resources for transit operators and other frontline employees. Third is the tracking of incidents and accidents involving visual impairments. And finally, something that the industry has seen a huge jump in recent years, the tracking of assaults against transportation employees, specifically frontline transit operators. So outlined in section one of our updated safety plan, the Marine Transit Safety Committee is an entirely new entity responsible for the upholding of the Marine Transit Safety Plan. Uh, currently, we meet with each of our operating contractors once a month to review the previous month's operations, sharing feedback from riders, and focusing on safety improvements that can be made. In addition to that meeting with Marine Transit, each of our contractors have at least one hour of safety training a month internally with additional tra trainings taking place as needed to cover topics like the ADA and Title VI updates. On top of both of those meetings with each of our contractors, we're planning to have a safety committee meeting quarterly starting next year to give operators a chance to see how they're doing in comparison to the set goals of the plan and to share new resources and feedback as they come throughout the year. 
Now, because the safety committee seats as its own entity in the relationship that we have with each of our operators, and it exists off of the data that we get uh, with the NCD and transmit to the FDA, it was very important for us to get an accurate and diverse sampling of all of our contracted staff to join this committee. So in addition to representation from the operations staff at Marin Transit, we have operators with TransDev on the committee, as well as their safety and training manager and their maintenance manager. We have operators from Marin Airporter, as well as their safety and training manager. We have operators from MV, as well as their interim safety and training manager with secondary support from their maintenance manager. And we have operators from Golden Gate Transit on the team, as well as support from their safety staff and secondary support from their director of operations. The next major update outlined in section four of the updated safety plan has Marin Transit operators, if they don't cover it already, introducing crisis management and de-escalation training for operators and other frontline transit employees. Uh, Marin Transit has already provided suggestions along the line of the verbal judo series or the trainings of the Crisis Prevention Institute uh, to make available to our operators. And the purpose of these trainings really are to help head things off at the past, so to speak, and to train and empower operators to help resolve confrontations with passengers before they escalate to the point where an operator's safety may be in jeopardy. The third update for our operators outlined in Section 5 of the new plan is the tracking of accidents and incidents caused by or involving visual impairments. Now, when we say visual impairment, we don't mean a scenario where an operator may have misjudged their clearance while pulling into a stop or didn't see another vehicle that had the right of way in an intersection. We're talking more about things like a stop sign being hidden by overgrown hedges or a bus stop being blocked by a delivery truck or even something on board the vehicle like a radio unit obstructing the driver's view. Incidents like this will be tracked through TransTrack, our transportation data management system, so Marin Transit staff can work with our partners throughout the county to address these issues as they arise. Finally, outlined in Section 5 of the Safety Plan, and something very near to me as a former operator, uh, all operators are now required to separately track all instances of assault on transit employees. And a huge part of this tracking relies on the guidance that define assault, which were recently updated by the FDA. Uh, in years past, an assault against a transit operator was only recognized by the FTA if one, it was an incident that resulted in bodily harm, and two, that bodily harm required hospitalization for more than 48 hours. And even with those very lax guidelines, the numbers of assaults against transit operators reported to the FDA have gone up more than four times since 2016. Thankfully, now the FDA has taken a much firmer stance against assault, now defined as an unlawful attack by one person upon another, and has started reporting on verbal assaults, things like threats, harassments, and intimidation, alongside the reporting of physical assaults, things like spitting or deliberately coughing on an operator, striking an operator with your body or with an object, and using or even raising a weapon against the operator. Um, now, in the short term, this means that we're likely going to see nationwide reports of assault jumping as uh, a reported incidents catch up with what's happening in the real world. But hopefully this will start to decline once the severity of this issue is really brought into focus and pushed into the spotlight. Uh, transit unions and agencies nationwide have also started to work with their local governments to create legislature to make the punishments for assaulting a transit operator much steeper. And it's also worth noting that now in the eyes of the FTA, the attempt of assault against a transit operator is not considered a lesser offense. Attempted assault is assault is assault, period.
All right, and with those updates, uh, we do ask for the board's approval to, to for the changes for our marine transit safety plan. Uh, and I'm happy to take any questions that you may have. Thank you, Kyle. That was a very good report and an update. I'm gonna ask if we could have the uh, screen uh, taken down now and just get back to our gallery just so I can see everyone. Super. Uh, any questions from the board? Okay, I'm not seeing any hands. Uh, any public comment, Holly? Hey, um, ask anyone listening in to raise their hand if they wish to comment on item seven. There's no one at this time. Okay, thank you. Our action is to approve the revised safety plan. I have a motion and a second. So move. Thank you. Second. Thank you. Okay, moved by Rodoni, seconded by Colin. Uh, can, I make a, can I make a quick comment, Stephanie? Of course. Yeah, I just, I'm just really glad um, to hear that there's more teeth um, at, at the both both at the local regional, but particularly the um, federal level to um, really protect take um, drivers, folks, these essential workers. Um, anyway, I just. Um, I'm, that's that's heartening, and I don't think we realize on a day to day basis yeah. what these folks are are facing uh, in the position in their jobs that they hold. So yeah, that's it. Thank you, Director Rice. Well, well stated. Okay, if we could have a roll call, please. President Moulton Peters, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Rice. Yes. Second, Vice President Lucan. Yes. Director Arnold. Aye. Director Colin? Aye. Director Rodoni? Aye. Thank you. That matter carries. Thank you. Okay. Um, yes, please. President Peters, could yes. I just make a brief statement? Of course. Thank you. I just want to say that um, Marine Transit has come such a long way, and, and I've been there a, a, lot, a lot of the ways. And um, you really are a major player in the region, and, and we should all be really very proud of it. And I think a big reason is because of the great staff, starting with Nancy and just going right down uh, for everyone. So um, keep going, and I, I, I'm very proud of, of, what, of what you've done. Thank you. Judy, that's a wonderful way to wrap up the meeting. Thank you to you and the entire board and those of you stepping off. Thank you so much. Thank you to Nancy and our wonderful staff. I second all that. Happy holidays, everyone. See you Take in the care. new year. Care. Bye.